Do you ever feel like salespeople are slimy or icky? Then tune in with our interview with Jamie Rowe. She shares with us what sales really is all about. She gives us an example of how easy sales can be. And if you're already tuning out because you're thinking, I don't need to learn about sales, make sure to stay with us because you'll be surprised at what you hear in Jamie's interview. Welcome to the Courage To Be podcast. I'm your host, Tanya Vasayo. And each week, I will bring you amazing guests so that you can tap into the courage to break out of all patterns and live your soul's purpose. Before we get into this episode, if by the end you enjoyed it, please follow, rate, review, and share the podcast so we can reach more people. Because here's the thing, I'm on a mission to close the gender gap in the podcasting world so that more and more women's voices are heard. If you feel that this is something you value too, then please take action by rating, reviewing, following, and sharing the podcast. We can only do this together. Check out the link in the show notes to see how this is done. And make sure to stay until the end to claim some free gifts I have for you. Welcome back to The Courage To Be. And today we have Jamie Rowe with us. Hi, Jamie. Hi, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm excited to have you here. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. I know it's exciting. Share with our audience a little bit about your story and and what you do. Sure. So I am a non-conforming sales coach specifically for women entrepreneurs who are impact driven and I teach mindful sales. Um, I wish I had a sales coach like this years ago. I'm a serial entrepreneur. And I had several businesses that were not very successful because I hated sales, the whole concept of it. I thought the salespeople were villains and that they were bad people. And if I was good at sales, then I was a bad person. So finally, I was like, you know what? I need to figure this out. I need to figure this out. And I hired some really great mentors, spent a lot of money on personal development, speech coaches, like a lot of money, read books, podcasts, anything I could consume about sales. And I found out that Hollywood has vilified the salesperson. And so anything that had to do with a lot of people prior to that sales bro, hustle, hustle, sales is a dirty word, you know, type of thing. They're going to force you, manipulate you, either slimy in that. And I said, I don't want to play in that sandbox. It has cat poop in it and I don't want to play in it. So I'm going to make my own sandbox and I'm going to be my authentic self. And I created a way where I have conversations with people and I don't feel like I'm selling. I'm there to serve and I'm there to align to what they need. And if I'm a fit, great. And if not, there are lots of other people that could help them. So I teach more of a different types of sales. I love that. And it's so needed because I can completely relate with you. You know, I was never trained as a salesperson because I trained in my craft. I became early on in my life an art director and advertising. And even though we would sell for big corporations like Starbucks and Nabisco and AT&T and all these things, someone else did that for us. As an art director, we just had to come up with ideas for the campaign. So when I launched my own business, with my husband and here you have two creatives with no sales experience it was just feast on famine some months you're like yay we got our new client another months you're like oh my god we're gonna have to go get a job you know i'm sure you can relate to that and i share this because i want to ask you 
about, we'll go more in depth in our longer version interview, but of how many of us focus on our craft on that thing that we love doing, whether it's being a masseuse or being an art director or being a copywriter or being fill in the blank, an architect, whatever you are that you do, you know, that you studied for your career. But if you have your own business, you do have to learn about sales. Can you yes. tell us a little bit about that journey or what you were doing before jumping into sales and investing all this money on learning about sales? Because I feel like I went through that journey too. Yeah, certainly. So no, I started my life out as an analyst for Arthur Anderson. I mean, I just traveled all over the US. I traveled 100% of the time and then worked some different types of companies. And then I had kids. And I didn't want to go to an office every day. I wanted to be home for them. So I said, I'll just start a business. And so originally I was a pet photographer and I would photograph Ooh. celebrities. I've done several magazine covers, calendars, worked with a ton of charities. And I thought business would just come to me because I put up a website, right? And everyone should see my pretty pictures. And I had a Facebook page. It should just come in. Not the case. <laughs> I had to learn to go out to dog parks and I would take stacks of business cards in my pocket and I would bring my dog and my camera and I would just go to dog parks and take pictures of dogs I thought that were cute and I would give cards to people and what I found that sales doesn't have to be slimy or for you don't force one oh your chihuahua's cute I have to photograph it I'll, I'll just come over tomorrow you know that forceful kind of yucky feel mm -hmm. I just had a conversation with them you know and that's what it's all about it's very similar to recommending a restaurant to someone Yes. Think about how many times you've read, like a friend's coming in town. I had someone coming in town and they're like, where should we go? And I'm like, I asked some questions. I got curious. Sales is a lot about curiosity. I got curious. I'm like, well, what kind of food do you like? Oh, well, we like, you know, we like steak. We like Mexican food. Like, I'm like, okay, great. I know a great Mexican restaurant. Where are you staying? And I kept asking all these questions. And then I gave a really thoughtful recommendation for a restaurant. They went to the restaurant. They had a great time. They sent me a text later. Thank you so much. Like, and that was just fulfilling for me. And I see sales as being very similar. Oh, I'm here to serve. Great. I'm here to take care of others and to make sure they get the results that they want. And if that's a nice restaurant out, or if that's a sales program or whatever the case it is, is know that it's hard over hustle here. We don't need to hustle. We just need to have conversations and serve others. Oh, so beautifully said. Thank you for that, Jamie. And I think so many of us need to listen to that because we, I feel like sometimes it's easier to sell someone else's services yes, than yes. our own. And we can get more in depth with this a bit later because I, I'm very interested in this whole sales conversation. So if you're hearing this interview right now, know that we will have Jamie on a longer conversation going much more in depth about sales because it's an important thing for anyone that is a freelancer for actually, it, even if you're in corporate, whether you have your own business, whether you have, you're a freelancer, if you're in corporate, you might have to sell people on a project. You might have to sell people on a, I don't know, on a, new item that you came up on a new thing that you discovered that you're super excited. I say we work on as moms, we're constantly selling our kids and or our kids are selling us. It's one of the two. It's like, are you buying into their story or are they buying into your story? So all the time. Yeah, we could, 
Yes, Google selling is to be human. Them. Yeah, selling yeah. is to be human. I think that's important that it's, you're not just naturally a good salesperson, but it is pretty natural to just suggest, or like if you have a friend come in town and you want to go to a football game, how do you sell to get them to go to a football game, right? You think about what's important to them and how to make it convenient and all those things. So it just naturally happens. I love that. Thank you for bringing that up. Let me ask you another question, Jamie. What has been a moment in your life where you've just had to tap into courage, but there was so much fear underneath that? And it could be related to sales or it could be something completely different. You know, maybe it was, it was a personal story or something. Yeah, I was thinking of like, there's many times in my business where, especially my distribution business, I was distributing organic and natural pet products to pet stores nationwide. And that's the one that I took to a million. There was many heart stopping moments in that business. Anytime there's a phone call, I was like, <gasps> like even I had to change my ringtone on my phone because I had PTSD from people. They would call oh, me wow. seven days a week any time of the day to get things. So there was a lot of moments and I could think of probably a hundred of those, but I think probably the most recent big transformative piece in my life was, was leaving a relationship. And I think we've all had that in life in some form or another, whether it's a friend, this particular person was a spouse when I'd been with for 21 years. So that in and of itself is a big leap, a very big leap. And, but it was probably one of the best things for both of us to heal and to have time away. And it's changed everything. And who I am as a person has transformed. A lot of my friends, right when it happened, they're like, Jamie, you're in the goo of a butterfly. I think a caterpillar, you know, is eating, eating, and then goes into a cocoon and then it's all gooey and becomes this beautiful butterfly. So there was a, there was a lot of times of sadness and vacuuming and crying for no reason or not knowing why, and lots of uncertainty but there were also moments of really beautiful as I can be me. I don't have to take care of someone else or deal with their issues. I can just be me and being that state of just silence and alone is really beautiful and can be hard too. I just came back from three days of a silent retreat. And if anyone's ever done that, I want to do seven and eventually 10, 12 hours of sitting by yourself. You get a lot of answers to the questions that you've been looking for. So there's been lots of transformative moments, but that's probably the most recent one. Wow, that's huge. What helped you or what were the fears that showed up and how did you overcome them? Because I'm sure there were a lot of fears and doubts when leaving. It's like, maybe it's better to stay comfortable, even the, stay in the comfort and the, not even in the comfort zone, because maybe it wasn't comfortable, but in the known zone. I already know this. So it's almost like I'd rather put up with what's known, even though it's horrible or it's not good, or I know I can get better. How do you overcome that? Or when, what, was there a light bulb moment? Like what, how did he overcome that fear or that obstacle? There was a light bulb moment, but for years I just settled. I thought, you know what, this is familiar. This is the right thing to do for the kids. Incredibly unhappy just miserable. I think that's like the times in life where you're just sitting there and being like, I'm just absolutely hundred percent miserable and I don't know what to do about it. And there was a certain situation that happened. And I said, you need to go now. It's time for you to go. Mm. And I can't share that on a podcast, mm, that's but totally something fine. that had happened. Yeah. And I said, okay, we're done. And then I hired two therapists. I got my girlfriends together 
And if it wasn't for my friends, it wasn't for my network of really beautiful, loving women and men in my life. Like I, in my family, I couldn't have done this. I can't tell you how many times called crying, like, I don't know what to do. And you have to ask for help. You have to be so incredibly vulnerable that it was just, it, it was the best thing I could, one of the hardest things I've ever done. It's the best thing I could have done my entire life. Wow. Yeah. That is huge. Well, as we're wrapping up, Jamie, what's one resource you'd like to share with our audience? Yes. Thank you for asking. So I have a podcast called Look What She Built. And the reason why I created the podcast was I had created a million dollar business and I felt very alone. I didn't know a lot of other women, less than 2% of companies that are over a million are run by women. So there's not a lot of us. So my mission is to increase that, to give resources to other women so that they can hit that million dollar mark if they choose and to meet other women that are in the same boat. And so look what she built interviews, women who have hit the million dollar mark in their business that they have created by themselves, of course, with a village, but meaning that they're the sole owner. And then they, and then also experts that help them get to that place. That is wonderful. Thank you for that. We'll have it in the show notes. So anyone that's listening, just jump into the show notes and you can go listen to Jamie's podcast too. Thank you so much for being with us today, Jamie. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I am so grateful that you joined me for this episode. As my way to thank you, I'd like to invite you to my free week-long manifesting abundance challenge that's going on this week. There's still time to join. You can come live to the calls or listen to the recordings if you need to catch up. It's a wonderful way to raise your energy and vibration so that you become more attractive and magnetic. I'll be sharing tips and practices that took my first cohort at 25 women to raise over $1.2 million collectively in just eight weeks. You can sign up for this free week-long challenge with the link in the show notes. I look forward to seeing you there.